Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our new free app, which is the best way to listen to messages and keep up with everything happening at Creekwood Church. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Um, I, I want to get into, right, into our teaching tonight. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be jumping around in a lot of different uh, scriptures. And um, we're going to start off in Psalms 147.3. I want to ask you just to bow your heads for just a few moments and let's pray. Father, thank you for that, these next few moments. Lord, I ask you that, Father, um, you... You would take the words that you've spoken into my life, and God, you would give me the strength tonight to be able to speak clearly. Father, I pray for all of us to be receptive to this word tonight in your name. And everyone said, amen. You know, we started this series, Back Porch Conversations, last weekend, if you were not here. And last weekend, we talked about that all of us have been created for a purpose, that God has a purpose for our life. And one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life is to find the purpose that God has for, for you in your life. You know, there's a lot of conversations that happen, and I, I love, as I said last week, and I love this, this picture, and I want to be there. I don't know where that is, but I want to be there. I want that back porch, and I love those moments where I get to sit uh, on the back porch with a buddy or, or your, you know, your, your spouse or some of your closest friends, and you have some deep conversations. Last weekend, we talked about some of the deep conversations that we have that so many of us are searching for meaning, and we're looking for purpose. We're wanting to live for something bigger than just making a living. And this weekend, what I want to talk to you about is, is I think that a lot of us are having conversations about the pain that we're experiencing in our life. That our world, our culture that we live in is full of pain. That everywhere you look, people are hurting. There's a lot of pain. And it's, it's not just an external pain that you can see that there's a lot of internal pain that's happening in our lives. In fact, what I want you to do is turn to your neighbor and tell them there's more to me than what you see. There's a lot more to us. There's a lot more to our life than what, what you can see on the external side of your life and you know, there, there are these moments where you kind of get by yourself and you start to open up your heart and you start to talk about this, this powerful, deep pain that you experience in your life. Pain is, is it's tough. It's tormenting. It's, it has a way of shutting us down. And um, one of the things that I know about pain and, and the injury that it brings to our heart is that if, if we don't heal the injured heart or the, the heart that is full of pain, we become complicated people. If you don't experience healing in your life, you experience what happens is you start to get complicated and you start to become insecure. You become sensitive. You become fragile. 
You're overacting, you overthink things, you're guarded, you start imagining things. How many of you know people like that? You become a person that if there's not a drama, you're going to invent a drama. The root of that is that we have this pain, this, this, this injury in our heart that needs to be healed. And I, I want to tell you this tonight, I don't know how any other way to say it, but God wants to heal your hurt. That your body, your physical, do you know that your physical body was created to heal itself? You were created to experience healing. Your soul has been designed in such a way that it desires and it has been created in such a way that it wants healing. Listen to Psalms 147.3. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's good news. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke 4 when he shared his mission statement. This is literally what he said. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. It's God's will for you to experience healing in your life. John 14, 27, Jesus also said this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. And then he makes this statement, Do not let your hearts be troubled. That's so empowering to me. He says that if actually you and I have the power not to allow our hearts to be troubled, And then he says this, do not be afraid. What he's telling us here is actually you and I have the power within us through Christ Jesus in our life, the power to not allow our hearts to continually be in pain. But it requires a decision in our life of what we're going to do. Do you know that? I know last weekend, as I said, we talked about The purpose tonight, I want to talk about the pattern of your pain. There's patterns in our lives. There's a pattern to your pain. And one of the reasons why we don't experience healing in our life is we have this pattern to our pain. All of us have a pattern to our pain. It's the way you are automatically um, respond to the pain in your life. It's instinctive. It is It is natural how you respond to your pain. A lot of us, the way we respond, the pattern of our pain is anger. Deep-seated anger. Or we have this, we want to blame, or we want to shut down uh, emotionally. But let me just say this to you. If the pattern of your pain is anger or blaming or shutting down emotionally, anger doesn't heal you. Blaming doesn't heal you. Shutting down emotionally does not heal you. Even though the pattern of pain that what we've been taught that is natural to us is that we believe that that pattern of pain is what's going to heal us. But what I've found out is that the pattern of pain, even though it feels like a natural response and it's, it feels... Uh, 
so instinctive and intuitive in our lives that that's just the normal part of I'm in pain and I'm hurting and this is my pattern of how I deal with my pain. What it really does to us, and I want you to hear me when I say this, is that it literally, it starts creating more pain. The pattern of our pain creates more pain. It doesn't heal us. It just piles on hurt on top of hurt on on top of hurt. If you're bitter, if the, the pattern of your pain is bitterness, do you know that bitterness doesn't heal? If, if the pattern of your pain that you learned is being vindictive, do you know that being vindictive doesn't heal? That pattern that we've learned to our pain, it does not heal us. I want you to hear me this. God's intention for you is for you to be healed. Could it be maybe that you have the wrong, and I know I'm getting a little excited and it's hot here, which by the way, I apologize for all the, we had the AC go out today. How many of you know it's going to be a great church when your AC goes out on a Saturday? Now, God's plan for this church is amazing because I was like, oh, my word. God, you got something big in store. AC's out. We had to, like, have emergency stuff happen, but we're not, like, we're here. And I believe with all of my heart that God has, has something he wants to speak into your life tonight. What if the pattern that you've learned that, that is instinctive in your life that maybe you picked it up from your parents, maybe you picked it up from, from just it's been ingrained inside of you as a kid that the way that you've responded, the pattern, the cycle in your life that when you experience pain and hurt, that cycle, that pattern is not bringing healing. And what I came to tell you tonight is God wants to interrupt your pattern of pain. God wants to interrupt the pattern in your life. Because this pattern is not bringing healing in your life. You know what the, the pattern of healing is? It actually, it's this counterintuitive decision in our life. It, it's what brings healing. It's, it's what, I want to show you this because if you want to turn to Acts chapter 16, if, if you talk about what, how does God heal us? See, God's already put this ability and potential within each and every one of us to heal us from our hurts. How does that happen? I think a great example is found in Acts chapter 16, if you want to turn over there. And I want to use this really as the foundation for our talk tonight. It's a story about two guys by the name of Paul and Silas who were actually the pioneers of the early church. And they were going from city to city sharing the message of Jesus Christ, and they became the targets and Paul and Silas were attacked, and they were beaten with rods, and they were thrown in, in prison. How many of you know that's not a good day? Like, they, they got beaten. Like, old school kind of beaten. I'm not talking about, like, how parents do it now. Like, how many of you got, like, beat when you were a kid? 
Like how many of you, like your parents told you to go find a switch, find your own, and you better not come in with a little piece of grass. You had to go get that stuff that had that like that. You know, it, it, it could really whip. Like I've got scars still on my legs, I think, from my, my mama's busting me. These guys were beaten. They were, I'm telling you, this was not a good day. They were victims of hate and injustice, and they were treated unfairly. And Acts 16, verse 25, it says, about midnight. About midnight, in the place, they're in the place of their pain. I want you to remember that. Paul and Silas were praying. They're, they're, they've been beaten. It's not a good day. They've experienced so much pain, and they're, they're sitting in chains, and they're in prison. The Bible says at midnight. And I love the detail of God's word. It says at midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And what I want you to notice is the counterintuitive nature of their response to their pain. It's not a typical predictable response to pain that they have. I mean... Chances are that no one has ever sang songs of worship in that prison before. It's not how you would normally respond to a day of hurt and pain and abuse and being shouted at and screamed at and belittled. And this is not the intuitive response. This is not the pattern of pain that a lot of us know but Paul and Silas had a counterintuitive response to their pain. They made a counterintuitive decision in their life where they knew that what they needed to do is have a different pattern to their pain. And what they do and how they interrupt the pattern of pain in their life is they just start to worship God. They just start to worship. I mean, that's hard. When you're going through stuff that, you, you know, I'm talking about the stuff that wakes you up at night that you think about all the time, that, it, that deep, deep pain. And they could have been, like, feeling sorry for themselves. They could have been sitting there talking about, man, I can't believe God let this happen to us. And they just make this decision that the pattern to their pain is not going to be the normal pattern that they normally would have with their pain, that the response to their pain was going to be counterintuitive, that the new pattern to their pain was going to be worship. They're just going to begin to worship God in the midst of their pain. You know, I... Um, if, if you've ever been around me for very long, know that I'm not really good at sports. And uh, I've probably broke most bones in my body. 
fact, Pastor Keith broke my, my hand one time because I was on the verge of beating him at basketball. And he was going to shut it down. But one of, the wor- one of the worst things, if you know anything about like injuries and stuff like that, I, I, one, one of the worst injuries that I've ever had was a back, back injury, and, and I've had two back surgeries. And I, I was thinking about this, uh, that, you know, when I had my first back surgery, I was laying in, in, in the hospital and, and just kind of coming to and starting to kind of like, I was loving, you know, those little pumps that you can get the, the pain medicine in, you know. Those are wonderful. And you're laying there for a couple hours, and then it's like out of nowhere, a therapist shows up and says, you need to get up. I'm like, no, I'm not getting up. Because I'm hurting, and the pain inside, and the therapist is there not to make me feel good, not to coddle me, but the therapist is there to cause me to get up to begin to move. It is a new pattern to my pain. Do you know that when you have pain, you want to you compensate for the pain that you have in your life? And so a lot of times if you've got back problems, you end up having knee problems because you don't want to exercise, you don't want to move, and it starts to affect everything in your life. That's what the pattern of pain does. The pattern of healing that is so counterintuitive is you got to get up. You got to begin to start moving and What is it that God is asking you to do in the midst of your pain that is so counterintuitive to what your your nature and, and, and everything within you wants to do that, you know, a lot of us respond again. We, we, our pattern is we're angry, we're bitter. We want to sit around and we want to gossip about everybody else and blame our parents, blame our family, blame whatever. What if tonight you were like Paul and Silas and you said, you know what, God, would you help me to have a new pattern to my pain? Would you help me to take a step of faith to to begin to take a new pattern of, 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 of pain in my life that what I want is healing in my life, so I've got to have a new, new pattern, and that new pattern that's going to bring the healing is, is i got to be willing to worship in the midst of my pain. See, forgiveness is also, it's counterintuitive to pain. When you forgive somebody, it is. But do you know that forgiveness brings healing? You know that, I don't know if you you know this, but I'm sure you do, but life is a contact sport. And we all are going to get hurt. Uh, People are going to hurt us. Uh, Churches. Churches are going to hurt you. I said churches are going to hurt you. I said churches are going to hurt you. I want you to hear me. People in church are going to hurt you. And the pattern of pain of being hurt in church is to shut down and say, I'm never going to do anything else because I got hurt. Some of you are like, you're barely here because, and the pattern of pain is that I'm going to be like 20% committed to God because I've been hurt in church and nobody better ask me to do anything. But what if the, the pattern of your healing for your pain is found in the pattern of your healing and what you need more than anything else is to worship God? That you got to begin to walk by faith and say, God, I trust you so much 
that I want this new pattern for my life, this new pattern that's going to bring healing in my life. You know, I th- you, you think about being hurt in church, and I know I'm kind of I'm hitting that heart because I do believe that this is, brings a lot of pain in a lot of people's lives because we show up to church and we think that it's going to be the place that nobody's ever going to offend us, and all it takes is an usher or somebody in the parking lot to hurt your feelings. Or your son or daughter that is the chosen one of God. It's going to get upset. You know, I, 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 ran, I ran across this story. Just it's a, it's a nice little story about people hurting us in church. This, this man showed up to church, and, and he, he was in flip-flops and kind of looking a little, you know, um, like he slept in his clothes, his hair was kind of standing up, but he was very polite and showed up to church. And this was a really, uh, um, really, really nice church and, and, and um, very religious. And, and the people were kind of staring at this man that had walked through the doors and, and um, was sitting there. And, and they were kind of looking at him and they were looking at the pastor, like giving him the eye. Are you going to say something? And like he needs to, if he wants to go to this church, he needs to kind of dress a little bit nicer and wear pants and wear a nice shirt and wear shoes that we don't dress like here. And we want to rever- be reverenced, uh, uh, have reverence towards God. And finally, the pastor decided that, to um, have the boldness to go up and talk to this, this, this guy uh, right after service. He went up to him and he said, man, it's so good to have you here. But I just want to kind of tell you, look around the people in here. We don't dress like this. And I want to encourage you to, to, like when you come back next weekend, I want you to be sure and you ask God how you should dress. Just ask God how you should dress when you come back here because when you look around here, these are very godly people and we're all dressed up nice and we are, are very, we have a lot of reverence for God. And the next weekend, that same guy showed up and he was looking the same way. And people are looking at him and they're looking at the pastor. And the pastor's like, oh my word, this guy did not hear me. And he goes up to the guy after service and he said, son, did, did you not hear what I said last weekend? And he said, yes, sir, I heard you. Did you not pray and ask God how you should dress this weekend? He said, yes, sir, I, I heard you. And he said, well, what, the pastor said, well, what did God tell you? And he said, well, sir, he couldn't really tell me because he's never been to this church. Y'all, I can't hardly breathe because I was trying to tell a joke and like, but I, it came out okay. I was like, y'all were like, where's he going? Church will hurt you. It will. What pattern of pain have you created that you're passing down the cycle to your own kids? Because don't think for a moment that your kids aren't being molded by your pattern of pain. Because the dysfunction that is coming out of your pattern of pain in your life, it is molding your kids. It's molding your life. And I know it sounds so simple that you think about um, this power of this pattern and the, the, the pain pattern that, that, that so many of us want to hold on to and, and versus the pattern of healing in our life where we, we have the, the simple decision to just follow 
what is so counterintuitive in our life to say, God, in the midst of what I'm going through, in the midst of this pain, God, I am going to do what doesn't seem natural. And God, if it's forgiveness, if it's worship, God, I want to do that. I want to show you um, in Acts chapter 16, verse 26, if you want to go, to go over there. Do you know that our, healing, our healings are not just for us? The Bible says in, in Acts 16, 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Their pattern of healing actually worked to bring about the healing of the people around them. Their pattern of healing actually invited the, this human response, this, this just human response brought about the miraculous. Because the Bible says that not only their chains were, were loosened, but everyone's chains in that prison were loosened. And I think of what, what a power, powerful illustration that that something began to happen in the midst of the new pattern of healing. You know that you never know how God will use your healing to help other people. You never know what your pattern of healing can do to bring about a change in people's lives. Go read the rest of that story. Just because they had this counterintuitive new pattern, that they had this pattern to their pain that they brought about the healing and, 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 and by worshiping God, it changed people. The prison guard, the, the main guy, the prison warden, actually the Bible says his whole family that night got saved and they were baptized that night. How powerful is that? You know, I was thinking about this, and so, so oftentimes the different patterns that we're called to, that, that, and we have no idea of what they can bring about in our lives, and you never know. But do you know that worship just isn't about singing songs? It's about the life that we live. Romans 12:1 says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. He's talking about us serving people. Do you know that the most powerful worship that you can give God is when you serve the brokenhearted? When you serve the poor, when you serve people, could it be that maybe this July 14th, when we do serve day, that the most counterintuitive thing for your pain is for you to go serve? Because the people that you're going to serve are experiencing the same pain and the same hurt that you're experiencing. But what if in the midst of you doing something counterintuitive to your pain, God's going to bring about the healing in your life, but not just in your life, but in the healing in other people's lives? 
when you're cutting somebody's hedges or you're building somebody's fence in their backyard or you're cleaning out the, 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 the trash of somebody else's backyard when you're like, I'm so depressed. I want to go crawl in a hole. I'm so broken on the inside. The last thing I want to do for somebody. But listen to me. You got to interrupt that pattern of pain and bring about the new pattern of healing in your life. Bring about that pattern of healing in your life by going and serving somebody. I'm preaching a lot better than y'all are responding tonight. But that's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, y'all. Y'all are like, pastor's getting fired up. Somebody texted me earlier. They said, it's really hot in the church. You need to keep it down. Don't get too excited. I said, you mean I can't get fired up? I'm fired up tonight because, listen to me, I I believe in this. I've had so many times in my life where I've experienced deep, deep pain and deep, deep hurt. And the, the, the last thing I wanted to do is forgive. The last thing I wanted to do is to be generous. You know, when you're hurting on the inside, being generous to other people is the most illogical thing. Peter and Silas, I'm sure they were like looking at each other and they're bleeding and they're looking at each other and they're hurt and they can't hardly sit there. And they start singing. And their song, the words that are coming out of their mouth are inviting the miraculous. July 14th, when we start walking the streets of this city, and you show up to people's houses, and they're standing there, and there are going to be people in their house, robes or House dress, my mother-in-law calls it the house dress, or mumu. And you're like, dude, y'all need to get some clothes on. There's work to be done here. There's people in our city that are bound up in chains. God can use your pain. Your pain. That you go worship God. Maybe in the midst of 200 degrees, sweating like crazy, serving with this pattern of healing, God sets you free and sets these people free. It's a new pattern. I want to pray with you tonight and I know that in this room there's people that and you've been carrying pain for a long long time it hurts you've tried lots of different things and you find yourself with a lot of patterns that are just the patterns of your pain and it's not bringing healing 
invite you tonight to interrupt that pain. Interrupt it. Interrupt that pain. Interrupt that pain tonight with something so counterintuitively that it goes against everything within you that says, God, my life is not going to be about myself. God, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. God, I'm going to forgive. I am going to begin to walk, God, in what you want me to walk in, God. Father, thank you for every person here tonight, God. I thank you, Father, for the way that you speak into our lives. God, would you take our lives, would you take our brokenness, God? Would you cha- take these chains that are, that are around our feet and around our hands, God? God, as we begin this new pattern of healing, may it bring about the breakthrough that we are longing for. We thank you for this, God, in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love to have you engage in one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.